BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Let's go to Big Bad Dick because I know you want to. Show podcast, the daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week. I can sense a zenith smash coming out again. It's getting all crackly and weird. I just have that feeling. Um, so as we wrap up this week of uh ridiculousness and oddness, you know. Trying to put this all behind us. I can't. I, I got to bash that thing. Fuck it. Um, as it unfolded yesterday. Concerning the group formerly known as the Zaniac. Um, that group, you know, no longer on Patreon. They all like said, all right, that's it. Enough is enough. So, but they're still active until the end of the month. And so I had said that I was going to go ahead and invite them on the, uh, on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Which I did because, well, they paid for it. Yes, they're leaving. But at the end of the day, I didn't want to. I had even talked about it on this show. So I didn't want to. Um, I didn't want them to give the. I didn't want to give the impression to them that I was like some kind of liar. Because that's the last thing we'd want them to think about me, you know? So I invited uh, Pellerito, Andrea, and Jason, and Marcy, Ugh. and uh, whoever wh- whoever else was on Patreon, and then quit when um, uh, I kicked their ass. Oh, hang on. Apparently, Jason didn't like that. 
because you know when I uh, when I send that email off, it goes to like seventy five people. Well, Jason hits reply all. My switch Aram says that was a bold move. I'm guessing he doesn't know what that is. Jason wrote, is this a joke? I'll join you if you're planning on publicly apologizing for lying to all of us. As well as publicly apologizing to my wife for the horrible treatment you launched at her. If not, take me off the email list. Carry on and Godspeed to you. If you had been joking, she could have handled it fine. But the amount of vitriol you displayed in your subsequent actions shows that you were entirely serious. Um, no, I, yeah, I was. You're, you are correct. I was absolutely serious. Uh, Eric Charbonneau reached out and said, uh, care to elaborate? And, uh, well, I didn't want to elaborate via email. It's much more fun to talk about how dumb those people are publicly. Uh, I posted on Facebook. Let's see. What was it? Uh, Oh, someone wrote to me. Hey, Eric. Subject line, back to Patreon. Hey, Eric. I have not listened in quite a while, and I ended up checking things out over the weekend for the first time in well over a year, and boy, I'm glad I did. So honestly, I ended up ditching the Patreon uh, way back when I uh, did due to the fact that it 100% felt like some of the members were trying to be the captain of your ship. I was paying for you, not them. Either way, the whole thing seemed super weird, and I just it just was not for me, uh, is all. I'm greatly looking forward to seeing how things go moving forward. Best of luck, and I'll be signing up again in just a few minutes. Go Griffs. And, uh, yeah, that ended up working out. Uh, I re- Sean wrote, stayed in, their, in the other face group, Facebook group just to see what's going on living rent free in their head. And I added, can you imagine the cumulative amount of time wasted on your old pal, Eric over there, convert that to man hours. And some of them can actually get off government assistance. So that's how that unfolded. Then am I understanding this correctly? That our, our very own, uh, uh, chronic mayhem, Corey, uh, has created what the hell did you do on Reddit? Not sure what the hell he did. He there was some, some degree of shit talk. Oh, I see it. Corey writes the show is better now. The quote zaniacs that are no longer around were a cancer on the show. Outside of their own small circle, many of the other listeners found them annoying, distracting, unlikable, and disruptive. Uh, well, you're forgetting, uh, uh, hold on, hang on, I, I gotta fix this. Fucking shit! 
Uh, unlikable, disruptive, but really, really attractive to the flow of the show. We listen, watch the Eric Zane Show podcast to hear from Eric, not you people. Your opinions on how Eric should run his show are worthless, meaningless, and the vast majority of the uh, the time, idiotic. It's his show, not yours, and he owes you nothing. The rest of the active Twitch chat and the silent majority of the podcast listeners, which is a much larger audience, is glad you and your trash behavior is gone and you will not be missed. Good riddance. Venga Chris says not all the Zaniacs were bad, but agreed with the ones who exited. Show's been great this week. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, Sticks Swim Champ says, yeah, having those loyal core listeners is good, but they have no business dominating the show. Go do your own podcast. Corey adds, loyalty is one thing, but creeps like Dean especially were just bad to have around. Oh, without a doubt. Styx says, agreed. BB Max says, agreed, 100%. All right. So there you go. All I did, again, was what I've always done. I reached out to those poor, tortured souls and said, you got one more chance to be on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. You paid for it. Is this a joke? (laughs) You're a liar. You're just a lying finny. You're nothing but a rat fink. (laughs) fucking idiots I have in my hand a mega millions lottery ticket it's not a winner it's from Wednesday and I forgot that I fucking won and I think that um, the media needs to do a better job of this because um, on Thursday morning The Today Show starts with no winner. And I'm like, well, fuck, man. If I'm going to pay the money, can I at least find that out, that I'm no winner? Hold on a second here. Daisy, no. no. Oh, you asshole. Uh, This is... This is Bruce's baby. As you can see, he's actively trying to get at it right now. And Daisy just ripped a hole in it. Bruce, quit it. I'll give back to you later. So, uh, my God, fuck. Why didn't win? I didn't win. At the time, it was like $800 million. Now it's over a billion dollars. You can win a billion dollars. And there is a moment when um, they can actually say there will be a, a winner this week. What they do is uh, if if all number, because as you know, the popularity of the drawings uh, grows, um, they can determine in an instant uh, if all of the number combinations have been taken. And once they do that, all right, every number combination has been taken at least once. There will be a winner, you know, once they get to that point. 
So I'm like, all right, I didn't win the grand prize. All I want is something. I mean, can you imagine if I got five numbers and did not get the mega number? All right. So I sat down yesterday, and uh, it was when I was on the radio, just getting started on the air with uh, with Bill. And uh, I, I called up the numbers. So I had pay, I'd spent ten bucks. Each line is two bucks. So I've got five lines of numbers. So that's thirty numbers. And of thirty numbers, I matched one. One fucking number. Absolute shit. I don't even know. I was talking. I don't even know if I was talking about this on the on the air, but no, I wasn't. Um, the idea that um, if you, you know, win that, you would think that more people would just drop dead from excitement. I, I mean... I don't even know how you come down from that. I mean, right away, the problems start the second you win a billion dollars. First of all, you don't ever sleep again. Then, um, you know, there's the whole deal of it's that horrible rule that they say that you have to reveal your face. There are 11 or 12 um, states in the union where you don't have to. And I, I would think that just out of security, I, I don't understand why they make people do that. You must go and you must reveal to the public your name and face. That is such bullshit. I cannot get over that. Um, and then, you know, you're constantly afraid once they, when they reveal who you are that you're going to be, you're going to attract all the lunatics. And, uh, Fuck, I attract the lunatics even without a billion dollars. So then your job is to, you know, establish the greatest security system ever. And then you have, uh, you know, armed personnel to protect you. And then you're worried about them. Uh, 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 double crossing you. Basically, you're nervous all the fucking time. So right away, you're like, "Boy, this is this is terrible." I think I'd adapt though. Um, as we sit here, Bruce is just freaking out now. Um, I think I need some assistance. He wants this freaking toy. Hello. Yeah, Bruce is freaking out. Hi. Are you here? I'm here. Oh, good. Because this, uh, his, his baby. Uh huh. Well, did he bring it in here, or did Daisy bring it in here? I don't think he did. Well, it's in know. here, and Daisy just ripped a hole in the fucking thing, so I took it away, and now. Uh, Bruce wants it, and so he's like he's squealing at me, and it's throwing me off. Okay, so what what would you like me to do? I guess nothing. Uh, I can just throw it in the other room. I'll just have to get <laughs> up. I don't want to. I didn't want to have to get up. You know. 
I hear you. I can come get it if you want me to. Yeah, he's just whining away, the poor guy. No. Okay, well, I'll come get it out of his sight. Okay. okay. Thanks. Bye. Uh, Rick from TC Paintball will be joining me today. Uh, the, someone is saying, give Bruce his baby. Well, I can't because then Daisy is going to start a fight with him. It's not because I, I'm trying to keep it from him. Bruce, it's not. No. It's then there would be a fucking fight. And now there's a hole in the ass. So. All right. Hey, honey. Yeah, here it is. Bruce. She destroyed one of Benny's babies, too. What an asshole. Unbelievable. The fuck was I talking about? I don't remember. Uh, Rick from TC Paintball is going to join me for uh, Trigger Time with Rick. Uh, coming up at 9. I'm excited about that. All right, it's uh, the end of a long week. I have topics for Rick. Thank you, Corey. We're going to talk Brittany Griner. We're going to talk... Well, actually, I'm going to talk about these things and then run uh, run them by him when he joins us. So I'll get to that in a second. Um, all right. For the folks that are listening and watching on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm about to kick you to the curb. I've had it with you. You're freeloaders. This is what you need to do if you want the rest of the show as it happens live, okay? You need to go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. Hit the follow button and you'll know when I go live and you can catch the end of today's show. You can also download the audio podcast wherever you download podcasts. Just search my name and off you go. So thank you for watching Uh the intro of this and you guys are awesome. All right. Thank you to them. Um, Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's auto repair, Grand Rapids hybrid and EV. The studio is brought to you by Baldwin Ace Hardware. Email the show on the shoreliner striping inbox, Eric at ericzaneshow.com. Whenever you want to chat about anything. Uh, not to mention uh, the twit, uh, me on Twitter, at, at Eric Zane Show on Twitter. Jesus, I can't even talk. Brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And Frank Fuss, my policy shop insurance sponsors the YouTube channel. Okay. The Tour de France, the Women's Tour de France is going on. I guess they haven't had the Women's Tour de France in, uh, in quite some time. This is uh, kind of a new thing. And, uh, well, it isn't a new thing. They've done it. They just haven't done it in a little while. So they're, they're, they, they brought it back. And you know how, like, in the Tour de France, when you have uh, what's known as the uh, Peloton, that's the group of riders that are just inches away from each other. Now, there have been some spectacular wrecks that we've seen over the years. Uh, this one, pretty damn enormous. 
It was uh, same deal. Pack of riders. And this one unfolded. And uh, I'm going to show it to you here. It is insane. Check this out. Welcome back. You're just rejoining us on the TV. Unfortunately, we've had a, a big crash uh, in the peloton. Look at that. Um, so you're just seeing a replay of it here. And unfortunately, just saw uh, just how many riders uh, that have been uh, taken down here. Um, so, uh, oh, my God. We've got uh, out on the road. And the peloton this, have this just chick's been smiling. She thinks it's hilarious. For, uh, quite a while here now. White jersey of Julie DeVille. What, what a massive. You know that some of those chicks were face first in Lake Vagina. Welcome back. You're just rejoining us on the TV. Unfortunately, oh. we've had a, a big crash uh, oh, in the yes. peloton. Uh, what do you do? What do you do when you're watching this? Is like pick a rider to look at the whole time, because otherwise it just looks like a blob of humanity, like a giant uh, a zaniac orgy, and. Uh, so you just focus on one. Joining us on the TV. Unfortunately, we've had a, a big crash uh, in the peloton. Um, so you're just seeing. A I could watch this for an hour. A replay of it here, and unfortunately, just saw uh, just how many riders uh, that have been uh, taken down here. Um, so. Uh, We've got Iris uh, out on the road, and the peloton have just been rolling along for uh, quite a while here. Now, white jersey of Julie DeVilda is, uh, has gone down there. Let's go out, though, and wow. hear from... That is spectacular. Do you remember, was it last year or the year before? Uh, when some chick was holding a sign... And she, uh, she was a spectator, and she leaned out too far and, like, hit the guy. And he just went, I think, oh, I just fucked him up bad. And then she uh, said, all right, I'm getting the fuck out of here. She had enough sense uh, to uh, grab her sign and get the fuck out. And then they were, like, hunting her down along the French countryside. And they eventually found her, and I think they killed her. Uh, but uh, Jesus absolutely nuts i have uh back in the day when i would ride bikes um very rarely would i ride with people you know because that is dangerous shit uh for that reason that we just saw and when you are with a pack of people you got to understand um i am surrounded by the dumbest people on the planet where I live, okay? These are people who are more concerned with uh, installing a flagpole holder into the back of their truck so that they can um, put their stupid don't tread on me flag and let's go Brandon flag in the back of their truck and drive around town like a fucking moron. Um, so there's that. If you're riding alone, in my opinion, you are the safest. Because you, and the reason why I say that is because you're annoying less. You're less annoying. But if you're a pack, they hate you. Okay? They already hate you. Um, but if you're alone, all they're going to do is uh, roll coal on you, call you F rhymes with Baggett, and 
and that's it. Uh, but if you're in a pack, they don't, they don't like you. And so there's liable to be an incident. So the one time that I wrecked, I was with a group and sure enough, I missed a pothole and I hit that fucking thing. And I just went flying right over the handlebars. I'm cruising like 22 miles an hour. And I just bam, my head right on the ground and the helmet broke. It broke, you know, it's, it, it cracked right in half. It did its job. And uh, I, I had nothing wrong with me except my leg was banged up a little bit and uh, uh, lived to fight another day. No big deal. Aram writes, Eric, what is appropriate race etiquette? Do you stay there and make sure everyone is okay? Or do you grab your bike and pedal during a race? You get it and go get the fuck out of there. No, there's support there to help those idiots. Yes. The best is if you're like um, the guy right, the one right in front of the of the wreck, so you can hear all the shits, fucks, and hear all the carnage and the screams as you ride away from it. Say, ah, fuck you. Um, if you've ever ridden in a peloton like that, the draft is incredible. Uh, one of the things that we would do is um, we'd get in a line, like a straight line, and. So you're in these things called arrow bars and you're, you're low. All right. And the guy in front is the eyes. So if you've got a line of 15 people in a line guy in front guy behind him is uh, an inch off of the back tire of that guy. His front tire is an inch from the back tire. And then that repeats all the way down the line. The guy in the front who's getting the air He's working harder. He's what's called pulling. So the way you train is you go hard for like 10 minutes pulling the group. Everybody behind you is not working as hard because you're the one getting all the air out of the way. And they're in your dra- They're in the draft and the draft continues all the way back. And the amount of uh, it's so much easier to be behind that guy. It's recovery. Then after a certain period of time, the guy in the league goes, all right, I'm fucking dead. And then he just kind of gets out and just drops back and he gets in the back of the line. And then the next guy's got to get the work. That's it's fucking sweet. I can't tell you how great it is. If you get behind a solid biker and, uh, you know, of course in triathlon, you're not allowed to draft. I know this is all boring as fuck, but you're not allowed to draft because you're in those arrow bars and you can't control yourself. So, it's really unsafe to do that. And if they catch you drafting, they're going to penalize you. They're going to stop you and say, stop and stay. You got to, if the official catches you during the race, you're fucked. Uh, Corey says during cross country races, I used to just run right behind a guy until almost the end of the race and breeze by him. Yep. 10% up to 10% of uh, energy conserved. If you draft appropriately. Smart. I know, I know that that's boring as fuck. All right, I get it. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. 
Uh, all right. So that was a gigantic crash. Okay, I want to talk about uh, Bruce Springsteen is charging $5,000 to see him. Okay, no one can go to these concerts. Why do people do this? This is the fault of the wealthy. The wealthy uh, spend the money and thus creating the um, demand. Uh, and so it's just bullshit. Triumphant fans showed up in Ticketmaster's queue with special codes. Only to encounter its dynamic pricing system. Was the boss, Springsteen, okay with that? So... Springsteen fans, if you were in the fan club, you get a special a special code where you can uh, get access to the tickets. And uh, they're like, all right, this is it. This is the big one. We're going to go see the boss. And then they, uh, since it's Ticketmaster, you know, the, this is the first place the ticket sells. Once you buy the tickets, then, you know, it goes to the secondary market. And the prices get jacked up, which I've never understood how it is all these years. You know, I'm wandering around outside of Joe Lewis arena as a kid. And my dad's trying to get tickets from a scalper to go see the wings. And then, you know, uh, plain clothes cops are, are busting the scalpers. You know, that's no good. But yet nowadays you go online and it, it's a whole industry and it's, and it's clean. It's, it's no problem. I've never understood how that's even allowed, how you can buy a ticket and then scalp it for 10 times the face value, and that's okay. So these people get in line online to get the tickets, and they're seeing $5,000 tickets, countless numbers, of fans discover that the normally priced tickets they had been hoping to buy were nowhere to be found. Instead, a demand-driven dynamic pricing system had taken hold. They're calling it demand-driven dynamic pricing. Others of us, uh, the rest of us call that a scam, a bait and switch. Isn't Springsteen like Mr. Blue Collar and shit and, you know, uh, Work hard, wear a denim shirt, roll your sleeves up, put on your hard hat, take your lunch pail to work kind of guy. And here he is digging you for $5,500. To be clear, no scalpers. This is a New York Times article. We're selling those tickets. Instead, a new definition of face value had emerged. One that So the prices change based on the demand one that many fans had never encountered. Confusion reigned and anguished reactions poured forth in Facebook fan groups into my inbox and onto Twitter. This tweet from Bill Verde, a former Billboard editorial uh, director who writes a newsletter about the music industry, made my heart hurt. Hard to believe that Bruce Springsteen <laughs> turned out to be the one to make music fans miss scalpers. Oh. 
after days of this sort of commentary, Bruce and his camp had heard enough. They responded, quote, in pricing tickets for this tour, we looked carefully at what our peers have been doing. So they're like, yeah, hey, uh, see what's going on with Fleetwood Mac. Hey, is, uh, is Chicago touring? Call up Chicago and see what's up. His manager, John Landau, said in a statement, we chose prices that are lower than some and on par with others. So what he's saying there is everybody's getting fucked. And since the other peers are fucking the audience, we're going to fuck them too. That's exactly what he said. But in some cases, you're going to get just the tip of the fucking of the anal concert rape is what he's saying there. Oh my God. Regardless quote of the commentary about a modest number of tickets costing a thousand dollars or more. A true average ticket price has been in the mid two hundreds range. He continued. Well, the audience went to go get that and they, they, they couldn't find it anywhere. There, there was none available. He continued. I believe that in today's environment, this is a fair price to see someone universally regarded as among the very greatest artists of his generation. That would be like me turning around on Patreon and saying, um, or cameo, you know, if like the queen of England is on cameo charging $5,000, that would be like me saying, well, the queen's doing it. So I'm going to do it too. Actually, that's a terrible comparison because I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about because you know, it's not like I'm as popular as the queen. So let me just, uh, I take that back. Uh, anyway, indeed people did, uh, buy nearly all the tickets on Tuesday morning. That's the worst part of this. 90,000 people were in the queue seeking seats for a show in Philadelphia, according to the events promoter. Still a triumphant return to the stage. Excuse me. Springsteen has not performed with his band on a big U.S. tour since 2016 is now another chapter in the decades-long tale of how buying tickets for in-demand events gets more unpleasant over time. Ticketmaster and Springsteen have some history. In 09, Ticketmaster tried to nudge his fans into his proprietary StubHub-like resale system featuring scalper-like prices. That didn't go over well. Quote, the abuse of our fans and our trust by Ticketmaster has made us as furious as has made many of you, Bruce said at the time. So wait a minute. In 2009, you were livid because the secondary market was giving scalper-like prices to the fans. That's disgusting. That's probably the most disgusting fact of all of this. The fact that you were saying, hey, I don't like those scalpers. This is bullshit. And now here you are, uh, a, a dry anal rape to the fans, not in the secondary market. Oh, my God. There's more to it. I'll link it up and you can check it out.
Uh, I'll have Rick in just moments. But I got to pee. Yeah, I know it's early, but I got to pee. Okay? Let's go to Big Black Dick because I know you want to hear it. I will be right back. All right. Where was I? Uh, I've got a video i got to share with you. Um, it's incredible. I, I, I can't believe what I was seeing. I'm going to show that in just a second of uh, a baby in on camera getting its life saved. Just insanity. Um, all right. And then Rick in just a bit from TC Paintball. Remember to sign up for Patreon if you want more podcasting. If it's like, okay, the free one's great, but I've still got several hours of the day that I need stuff. Uh, Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Five or ten bucks a month. The five bucks a month is all the audio and the archive. Ten bucks a month is all of that, plus the video and the video archive and the live streams. Is this a joke? You're going to say sorry. Shut up. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Racing tomorrow at Berlin. Uh, if you go to berlinraceway.com, drop 12 bucks. You got tickets for this Saturday night's races. 6.30 they start, 12 bucks a pop, 15 and under free, parking free. Bring a cooler with all the snacks and soft drinks you want. No glass. You cannot bring alcohol in. You buy it there, but it's cheap. They price it. I mean, I'm telling you. They really do a great job there at Berlin Raceway. Love them so much. I'm very, very thankful to have uh, such a great venue on as a sponsor of the show. You got my friends at Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the podcast. Uh, It all starts with updating your tech. If your tech sucks and is slow at your small and medium or medium-sized business, uh, reach out to Blue Frost IT. They'll give you a a 30-minute complimentary consultation to uh, deal you in as to what you need to upgrade for your exact business. You don't do it. Uh, if you do it your own way, just go buy whatever off the shelf. For God's sake, you're probably going to buy too little or too much, spend too much, not enough. And, you know, it's it could very well not serve you the way it's supposed to. Uh, make sure you have picked out exactly what you need from Blue Frost IT. They will help you, and then they'll help you set it up, and then they'll uh, transition you from female to male. And they will also transition you, that's a joke, uh, to being the managed IT service provider for you, for your small or medium-sized business, 616-285-50. You need a mortgage um, for a uh, home, whether it be your 10th mortgage or your first, please reach out to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332. 6505. That's 231 332 6505. Okay, I've been putting this scenario forth to you about the whole deal about okay, yeah, um the interest rate on my credit card is is sky high right now. The Fed keeps raising the rate on it. Uh that's more money out of your pocket each month for the um whatever you have as debt on that card. So get that money out of your home. The value of your home is sky high right now. So Whatever, whatever the amount is. I mean, it, uh, some of you have a lot of credit card debt. Some of you a bit. My point is, if you borrow from your home at 5% and then pay off the balance on the credit card, which you were paying 
you're saving quite literally hundreds of dollars a month in interest, depending on how much your balance is. So pay that back at 5% through Mario rather than uh, some fucking fat cat making money off of you at uh, 25%. See how that works? Anyway, reach out to Mario 231-332-6505 for details. This is just a trick of the trade that I learned just from talking to Mario. Uh, you know, not everybody knows inside info like that. I mean, Kyle Ryan thinks he does, but he's foolish to think that. <clears throat> anyway, thank you to Mario. Uh, my policy shop insurance, Rick. I'm sorry. Jesus, Rick. I was reading TC Paintball and then, uh, never mind. Uh, my policy shop insurance, Frank Fuss. Buyinsurancehere.com, 616-914-4070. You need insurance. You have no health care. You feel like a loser and that in any second, if something goes wrong, you're going to be in the hospital stressing because you are now decimated financially because you didn't have insurance because you did not listen to me, okay? Uh, quit being a stupid asshole and get you and your family insured, okay? I like how a single guy who's like a contractor or something, uh, it's like, oh, I don't need it. I'll just stay healthy, you stupid idiot. Go get some insurance, some health care, and it'll be fantastic health care because you're getting it from Obamacare, which I've been doing for years. Really, really fantastic setup, but you got to have Frank help you. 616-914-4070. He is a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker and just awesome. So if you're self-employed, in between jobs, or if your company does not offer insurance, get insurance through the marketplace and have Frank help you. Okay? Ding dong. All right. He's also the Medicare Advantage plan expert. Get a uh, Medicare checkup from Frank if you're 65 or getting set to turn 65. I swear, just a couple more short ones. I, I This is what I do. I start the show, and then I get on a roll. And then I go much longer than I'm supposed to. Seriously, I'm supposed to go 20 minutes and then do an ad. And typically, I go 45. So then they stack up. But at some point, I got to get them in. So don't fucking fast forward like an asshole. Paintball is fun. Rick from TC Paintball is not. Book an event Saturday for Saturday by reaching out to my friends at TC Paintball. You can uh, do drop-in play during the week, Wednesday, Ladies' Day, and Little League Day. Book an event at TC Paintball on Saturday. TCPaintballGR.com. Last for this round of sponsors for this hour. Full House Comedy. Go see a comedy show this weekend. FullHouseComedy.com. All right. I swear that's it. You know, it's a drag. I have no water. Underprepared. I have a video that I want to share with you. This one comes to us, China? 
I think this is Chinese. You know, just a, a months-old child falling out of a six-story building. You'll see a clip from the ground level. This guy here is on the phone and he's looking up. At some point, you'll see him start to camp under it like fucking Chet Lemon catching a fly ball. Then he's going to nearly wipe out he regains his footing and then catches the baby and the kid is absolutely fine. This is anxiety filled and incredible. And he catches the baby and it's, it's perfect. He actually, it's, it looks almost fake. It's not this happened. Here we go. That's way too loud. I can't have that. Okay. Look at him. He's running towards the thing. Then this chick is like, oh, no. Okay. See, wipes out. Caught the baby. Here's the where the kid was hanging from. Watch this. Wow. What the fuck? So I guess he realized in the first clip, because there's an edit, that um, that something was going on. So he was getting himself ready, and then it didn't actually happen right away. And then finally, after he composed himself, uh, the, ba- the baby goes falling, and he catches it. My God. I don't know why we have this stupid music playing in the background, but holy shit. Comment touchdown. Josh writes after the video ends, he spikes the baby like Rob Gronkowski. Tyler with that joke too. Thank you. Josh gets the credit. You're going to hate me. I got to get more water. Don't go anywhere. Don't suck a big black dick because I know you want. I think I set a record for taking peas last night in the middle of the night. I think it was like four. I don't know how the hell I'm functioning. All right. Brittany Griner. Excuse me. Uh, the, the U.S. has made a proposal. Actually, they did it some time ago. They reached out to the Russians. They said, okay, we want to uh, give you the merchant of death, and you give us Brittany Griner. The merchant of death is a Russian arms dealer who was um, arrested, tri- uh, arrested, uh, charged and convicted of espionage, uh, of, of of selling Russian arms, of selling arms illegally to 
um, I guess, terrorist states that would then use the weapons to kill Americans. And then when we got a hold of that guy, um, we ended up, you know, figuring out, okay, this is uh, this is a bad dude, and this is some time ago, and then he was, uh, all these things happened, and he's been locked away. Well, the U.S. has said, all right, we're going to give you the merchant of death, and we want Brittany Griner. Now, I don't think anything's happened uh, since then. Uh, they're still trying to figure out, and I don't think they've gotten to the bottom of it yet. But while that's all going on, there is a uh, Marine by the name of Paul Wellen, who the family, okay, Biden called the Griner, fa- uh, uh, Mrs. Griner, because Brittany Griner's married to a chick, and Biden called Brittany Griner's, I guess you say wife, and said, hey, yeah, we're going to do our do our best. We're going to we're going to give the merchant of death to the Russians. We're going to get Brittany back. Her tall ass is going to be on U.S. soil. And then uh, former U.S. Marine Paul Wellen has been in a Russian prison for extended time for he did something that we think he didn't do anything. And then Wellen's family is like, well, wait a minute. You haven't called us. What the fuck are you doing? So uh, somebody in the White House said, fuck, they're right. President Biden, you got to call Wellen's family. And they, they, oh, yeah, hey, yeah, uh, we're working on your guy, too. Anthony Blinken is the Secretary of State. He says, I plan to raise an issue. It's a top priority for us, for us the re, uh, release of Americans Paul Wellen and Brittany Griner, who've been wrongfully detained and must be allowed to come home. Blinken said President Biden has been directly involved. He signs off on any proposal that we make, and certainly when it comes to Americans who are being arbitrarily detained abroad. Including in this specific case, the conversation between Blinken and Lavrov will be the first interaction since Russia invaded Ukraine. So here we have these two guys. How awkward is that going to be? Blinken and Lavrov. Uh, Lavrov is like looking at him like fucking A with a raised eyebrow because the U.S. is uh, single-handedly killing Russian soldiers because all we do is give all of our high-tech military equipment except our planes to the Ukrainians who are like one of the strongest armies in the world right now because of all of the machinery that is being just given to them. If I'm Lavrov, I'm like, well, no, you can keep the merchant of death and uh, we're going to kill these two Americans. What a terrible time to be in a Russian prison. You know, when the U.S. is giving all of our best equipment to the Ukrainians. If I'm the Russians, I say, okay, we will give you. You don't have to give us the Merchant of Death. We're going to give you Brittany Griner, and we're going to give you Paul Wellen. All you have to do is bomb Ukraine, blow them up with a nuclear weapon, and we're going to let it all go. Uh, Wellen's family members, uh, hold on back on Wellen. Wellen has been in Russian custody since December of 18. He visited Russia for a friend's wedding. That's all we know. He was convicted in a Russian court of spying and sentenced to 16 years in prison in 2020. Holy shit. 
Wellen's family welcomed news of the offer, saying they hope the Russian government responds to the U.S. government and accepts this or some other concession that enables Paul to come home to his family. Mr. Biden did approve a prisoner exchange in another case in April when Russia released former Marine Trevor Reed, who had been detained in Russia since 2019, on charges of assaulting two cops and whose health was failing. The U.S. freed Konstantin Yaroshenko, who was serving a 20-year prison sentence for drug smuggling. Uh, All right. As public pressure grew on Biden to secure the release of Griner, families of other detainees were uh, became frustrated because no one called them. Wellen's family. Yeah, we don't know what's going on after Biden called Sherelle uh, Griner, but not them. Biden eventually called Wellen's Wellen's sister, Elizabeth, after the family sought a meeting with the president for months. Quote, President Biden assured me that the U.S. government was doing all it could to bring Paul's safe return from his wrongful detention in Russia. The family, what if they're not wrong? What if the Russians are like, no, I mean, he really is a spy. Or, you know, I mean, fuck Brittany Griner. If she's dumb enough to travel abroad, with in a country that doesn't allow that shit, if she's that dumb, and then how dumb was it that Brittany Griner um, packs it all in her uh, overnight bag to fly back to the U.S. right when th- the U.S. is starting to unload javelin missiles uh, and, and tank busters to the Ukrainians? That's pretty dumb, too. If I'm... Okay, can you imagine... If Brittany Griner was detained and Trump was the president, he would be encouraging them to execute her. It is time for trigger time with Rick. I was born in the USA. A voice of an angel. My thoughts exactly. Would you pay to see Springsteen? $5,000? Of course you would. Mm, no, I would not. How horrible is that story? Um, so, you know, if he's a business and if he's going to fill a, I don't know what size of venue it is, but if, he, if he's going to fill a venue with people that want to pay $5,000 to see him, then more power to him. But I'm not going to spend five grand on going to see him. Don't you wish that no one bought tickets and the tickets dropped down to like the same price to see Jackal at the Allegan County Fair? <laughs> Don't you got to bring like uh, some livestock to trade to get into that yeah. show or something? Yeah, you know, maybe like Molly Hatchet with no original members or something like REO. that. REO. Right, right, man. Yeah, that was that was crazy to me. Have you? What do you, you, that whole secondary ticket market is, is, is beyond belief to me that that's, it's legal scalping. That's what that is. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. It, uh, you know, they're pandering to, uh, you know, maximizing how much they can get out of a ticket, which is, it's impressive. If they can fill a stadium with people uh, paying $5,000, then I guess the writing's on the wall there. Then they did the right move. 
if they can't fill the stadium, then they got to bring it out to three grand. Is that more affordable? I don't know. Right, right. I mean, I don't know. Um, it, it, it is all supply and demand, to be sure. But um, yeah, I guess I guess if they're going to do it, they're going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, since we, it's been a while, since it's been a week and four days since we last spoke, uh, any news breaking on uh, in, in your world before we get to some of the other stories that we're going to talk about? Uh, no new, no new news breaking. Um, we're just kind of plugging along, doing what we do. Uh, anything in the world of paintball tournaments? Uh, you, you indicated that you know you're kind of like on the sidelines these days. Uh, uh, the next tournament we play is in September in Chicago. Okay. Are you preparing already for that? Uh, we are, we don't have a field layout yet. We get the field layout two weeks ahead of time. So once the layout comes out, it's kind of like, uh, the urgency kicks up a notch and you really start to focus on, you know, specific game plans and stuff. Um, my guys are playing, but, um, I haven't been playing as much because I've been traveling, doing, um, uh, other events that I don't play at, but I sell stuff at. So we've done a lot of packing up the inventory, driving up to a, you know, to a, a an event somewhere in either Michigan or Pennsylvania or somewhere like that. And then, uh, you know, sell as much as we can and then come home. So I've been, I've been kind of busy on that, uh, on that front. Rick, what are your thoughts on the, uh, prisoner swap that I was just discussing Brittany Griner and against and a spy and then they're they they're, they're like oh okay another paul wellen too he's got to be included in that have you did you, did you read up on that at all yeah i did i have a few thoughts so i think thought number one is is this not the purest form of karmic justice i mean wasn't Brittany griner one of the ones that said this is not my country that is not my president these are not this is not my police force <laughs> and i'm gonna move somewhere else you know um it kind of is, and I wonder if she is regretting all of that now. Well, she's got a lot of time to think about it. I mean, as as this unfolds, um, let's say she comes back to America and it works out. Does she then still take a knee? Well, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I hope she does come home. Um, I hope she, I hope everything works out and she's safe. But ultimately. Ultimately, I hope she appreciates what uh, what we have here. And we can talk a lot about, you know, the state of the country and how bad it is, um, how it's not like it used to be, uh, how some of our freedoms are taken away. We can, we can say that and argue about it until we're blue in the face. But I think the fact is that no matter how bad it is here, it's still one of the best countries in the world to live. You know, we kind of everyone that was born here, I think, kind of won the lottery by being born here and not some, you know, third world world shithole. Yes. Um, so, I mean, as bad as things can get, we still have a lot of freedoms here. I mean, I can come to work every day and operate a paintball business. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's it, you can do whatever you want, really. Um, and I don't advocate for her not coming home. I do want her to come home. I just hope that she appreciates more what she left behind and maybe this time in a, you know, in the in the uh, Russian jail system uh, gives her a little bit of perspective of, uh, you know, the big picture. Now, I don't know whether she, uh, whether she appreciates, uh, appreciates living here or not. I've, I've never, I mean, I have no idea. I do know that she would take a knee trying to draw attention to um, uh, black people being killed by cops. Is that, is that a bad thing to do? Taking a knee. I mean, you got to stand up for what you believe in. Um, but I said, you know, and this is my narrow perspective. I'm a, I, I don't live in necessarily that world where I got to fear that much. I don't think when a cop pulls me over, um, 
Right. I, I, I got, I mean, I think there's a lot of different thoughts you can make on this. And, uh, she, how do I want to say this? Um, she, she lives in a different world than I do. I mean, I'm not, I'm not persecuted because of the color of my skin, whether she is or not, I don't know because I don't live in her shoes. Um, and will she take a knee going forward? I guess if that's what she feels like she believes in, she will. But I think this trip to Russia is going to at least make her think about it a little bit more. So she's got to really uh, you know, determine if that's how she feels or not. I don't know. You know, um, I've never been scared when a cop pulled me over. Uh, so I don't, I don't necessarily live in the same shoes that they live in. Uh, Rick, did you happen to watch the video of the Chinese dude catching the baby? I did, but I but I want to go backward just one second. We got to mention the Marine. You mentioned him, but I never said oh, anything about him. Oh, sorry, yeah. The, the, I mean, you know, and I think Tyler on the chat said it. You know, we're not. You know, it, it's uh, it's celebrity privilege, and I think there's a lot of truth in that. Um, you know, how many other prisoners are there right now? How many are in Russia? How many are here? And you know, the the truth of it that we don't know is there's a lot of shit going on behind the scenes. There's a lot of shit that we don't know about uh, international relations and uh, different, uh, um, you know, the leverage that one country has against another for certain things. So, you know, all we're talking about is Brittany Griner because she's famous and we're, we're talking about the Marine now. I don't know what to think about the Marine. Like if he is a spy and that was just a cover story of going over there for a wedding and he did actually right. um, have other intentions, then I don't know if I blame Russia. If I'm Russia, I don't yeah. know if I blame Russia for detaining him. I um well, you know what I mean? yeah, that is true. And that's what I thought. I mean, I would need more information. I mean, I can't just go, oh, well, the, he's an American. He's innocent. I don't know that. And, right. and so I think that we uh, I think Russia gets a chance to explain. I think that, you know, um, all of these we, we should, uh, you know, honestly, why don't we just let anybody who's busted doing stupid shit? This is the other side of the coin do your sentence. It's not my fault or your fault that some dumb bitch decided to take something illegal on a plane right when a war is starting. It's not my fault or your fault that some guy's a spy, if that's the case. So I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't know what to believe. I'm kind of with you on that. Yeah, and, and I heard, and I don't know if this is true. I've heard it like secondhand. I wasn't in the airport in Russia, but I heard she was she was like hitting the pen in the airport. I don't uh, know if that's true or not, but I mean, another story said that she had the she had the um, the cartridges in her carry on or whatever. Right. If she's hitting the pen in the airport, I mean, lock her up and throw away the key. That was stupid. That was a stupid move. Yeah, um, you're not in the U.S. anymore. Even if you are in the U.S., it's still a federal crime. Uh, it, it, that was a dumb move because you think that it got legalized in certain places, so you can do whatever you want. That's ignorant, in my opinion. Yeah, and she also is well aware that they have an eye on her because she's an American. It's easy to get an eye on her because she's an Amazon. They're, yeah, she's they're, huge. They're watching her. Well, how the fuck could you be so stupid? Unbelievable. Yeah, that was that was a dumb move. And again, she's got a lot of time to think about that. Okay. Um, now, tell me about if you held your breath when you're watching the baby falling out of the building, being caught by the guy. It was, that was amazing. Um, the only reason I didn't hold my breath is because from the perspective of the video, uh, you don't see, like, the kid dangling it. You just kind of see him falling. So I think later on in the video, they show a different angle, and they show him yeah. the, the baby climbing out the window or whatever. I mean, 
hats off to that guy. I hope uh, I hope he gets a ticker tape parade or something for being there and taking action immediately without even thinking about it. Um, that was awesome. And I mean, you know, he saved that kid's life. There's no doubt about that. Well, yeah, and I don't. Um, yeah, I don't know about you, but when I played baseball as a kid, if I'm in the if I'm in right field picking dandelions and some idiot hits me the ball, and it's coming down. I always like bail at the last second because I'm scared to death of it. A baby moving at high speed can hurt you. I would have I would have not done that. I would have said, I'm sorry, that child is going to die. I wouldn't have been able no, to No, do I don't I don't think so. This guy had it was all instinct. He saw what was happening. He realized the kid was in trouble, and he just sprang to action. Hats off to that guy. There needs to be more yeah. of that guy in the world. I agree. That was awesome. I agree. I just I- wish I wish you could see from the beginning of the video, like the kid crawling out. Like I want to know how that transpired. You know, is he kind of hanging out, uh, just looking out the window, and then he slips because babies are clumsy, or was he like not knowing what he was doing right. and kind of? climb out to get some fresh air i don't know but that was the, right. the, the the hero's actions and he is a hero the hero's actions were incredible can you imagine if like uh you're eric clapton and you open up the phone that day oh my god and you click on that and you're like oh no there would be tears at bosco's tears at bosco's okay uh let's see what else did i want to oh the florida school did you read the one about the florida school and the porno I hate that lady. Okay, so I hate her voice. Um, and you know, I, I was re- I was listening, watching that uh, that video, trying to figure out like where I stand on this. Like, you know, we're talking about literature, and I think that kids need to be need to do more reading. I mean, my kids are stuck in front of a device every chance they get, unless I rip it out of their hands. So. I would rather that they're reading books and learning their shit there because there's absolutely no control what's going on on the internet when they get, you know, when they get into a situation where they can talk to other people, they can say whatever they want and they do. So the kids are picking up on stuff like this. We're worried about these stories that reference, you know, a coming of age situation. Um, I don't, I don't know if that's porno. Um, I mean, graphic images, that's porno. I don't know if, uh, if, if talking about a coming of age situation for an adolescent is necessarily porno. Like, I, I don't know. What do you think about that? Um, you know, um, initially when this story, uh, I featured it with the, uh, the, uh, the, the guy making the big deal at the school board meeting. Um, he was talking about a book that, yeah, had sexual overtones and there were some descriptions of people actually having sex, but it was like during a rape or something like that. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. so that I'm like, I, it, it was, uh, I don't think it was intended, intended to titillate. And as long as it's not intended to titillate, which I, there's no way that is the case. It's just, they happen to have adult themes in them. Um, yeah, I guess if it's too much, they should be able to get rid of the book as long as it's, um, it's, it's in that kind of like framework, I guess it's on a book by book basis. And the fact that it's taking so long to get to the bottom of this is showing the bureaucracy. I cannot believe that this is even a thing. You should just have one person say, yeah, too much, and just take it off the shelf. I don't think that's a big deal. I um, I think we have a pretty conservative uh, look on things a lot of times. And, you know, classic books are classics for a reason. They bring out different feelings and, uh, you know, get your mind working in a different direction. I think that's valuable. 
Um, but I don't know if I call it porno, man. I don't know. I mean, I guess if my kid was reading it and, and he started to have different behavior because he read that, I might have a right. different opinion. Right. I just, I, I feel like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to open my kids up to the whole world because there's a lot of shit that they don't need to see or read or any of that until they get older experience. until they get older. Yeah. But also I don't want to shelter them too much either. There's a lot of world that they need to learn about. Um, if we're talking about a book where they reference, and I would have to read the book to know exactly what it said because yes. she just kind of in that video she just kind of referenced it a little bit. I don't know exactly how it was written, but I guess I would have to read that to get a, a good opinion. And I don't like being wishy washy, kind of standing in the middle, going, "Oh, I could go one way, one way or the other." But I, I don't know. Like you know, she's dead set on getting those books out of school before school starts in a couple weeks, and I, I don't know if we're if we're kind of you know going over a little bit too finely and trying to protect our kids too much. I think there's a fine line there. Yeah, because, you know, what they're exposed to these days is uh, is is pretty nuts. I mean, I remember when we were kids, uh, we would look at the J.C. Penny catalog and try to see, like, a bra. So that, I mean, if, if you go back in time to when we were in school and we had a book like that, oh, my God, our minds would be blown. But you make a good you make a good point there because I remember those days. I remember that catalog. I remember those pages. I would look in two sections. I would look in the toy section because they had all the Star Wars and all the Legos all laid out, and I'm like, oh my god, I want all those. And then you flip to the, the underwear section, and you weren't sure why you were so intrigued, but you were. And you know, you looked at both those sections for a while. Right. And then you re- you reference this in the past too. How did everybody have a patch of woods near their house that had a stack of? Of uh, nudie magazines there. Yeah. It seems like everybody had that. How yeah. did that happen? I know it. Sam the Jew just pointed that out too. We it, it was it's an it's it's it burned into our brains. All men did this. So basically, I live in this gigantic city of Warren, Michigan. One guy out of three million people that live there gets a porno and throws it in the woods, and then all of the youth look at it. That's yeah, basically is it like what, somebody's older brother. Some guy was doing the rest of us a favor. So we're looking at a mold-covered, waterlogged image of a very hairy woman. And we're like, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Love the 70s. I remember I have uh, four older siblings. And I remember one of them handing the other one like a cutout of a picture. And it was pretty graphic. And it it was the most vivid and graphic thing I had seen to that point. And I'm 48 years old. This is probably when I'm... Mm, seven, eight years old, yep. and it is burned in my brain. Yep. I remember exactly what that picture looks like, and I only saw it for a split second, and that's wild. That's wild uh, how things like that affect you. It was insane. In fact, um, uh, I figured out that if you were to go to a uh, pay phone and put a quarter in and dial, dial this number, this chick would talk shit to you in a recording, okay? So I'm 12. I ride my bike like eight miles to this payphone, put a quarter in, call it, get a huge boner, and then I drive all the way home on the bike and then pound my pud the second I walk in the door. At 12? Yeah, of course. That, that, that explains a lot, I think. <laughs> well, were you, were you a late bloomer? Um, yeah, I, I think that I was more like 14, 15, maybe even 16. Oh, no, man. Oh, my God. No, no, I was an early, early. But maybe it's because I didn't read those books that the chick was referencing in that story. Oh, yeah, I was on the verge of becoming a serial killer, I think. <laughs> I think you still are. Yeah, I, possibly, possibly. Um, okay, where was I? 
Uh, yeah, that's about that. Hey, you know, that's all I got, uh, uh, today. I, I think you did a hell of a job. Oh, I appreciate that. Okay. Well, um, we're still in a holding pattern on uh paintball war number 19, but I'm sure we'll get to it before too long. Okay. Well, we, we, we've talked a lot in the last week or two about different things and that kind of, um, slipped through the cracks a little bit, but I do have a date in mind. It's, uh, the 14th of August. Um, it's a Sunday. What do you what do you have uh, that day? Uh, hang on, I have to look at. Okay, the fourteenth is is uh, it's open. Yeah. Do you want to do that? The, yeah. the evening of the fourteenth. Yeah, I think we can get a quick turnaround on that. August fourteenth. Yep. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll put that down in pen if uh, if it's gonna work for you. If you want to let me know, you can too. If you want. No, to I'm good. You can. That's it. It's done. All right. Wait, the 14th, there it is. Okay, two weeks away. Hey, two that weeks gives uh, Kenny just another excuse to come to Michigan. Oh, Kenny, God bless him. Okay, yeah, for sure, for sure. Just don't don't overplay your hand, Kenny. <laughs> oh, all this all this advice is being just flying at him. <laughs> Great. All right, Rick, thank you. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you later. There you go, Rick from TC Paintball and Trigger Time with Rick. Uh, thank you to Corey for the uh, format suggestion of the show. I think it uh, went pretty smooth. You should be commended. All right. You aren't going to believe this, but I have to pee. Let's go to Big Black Dick, because I know you want All right. I'll be right back. Go suck a Big Black Dick, cause you know you want to, Eric. <laughs> Go sick a big black dick. I know you want big black dick, asshole. Alright. Trump is having a golf tournament. At a stupid golf course. It's uh you know, hop, skip, and a jump from ground zero. And uh this is a golf course that is hosting. I've been following the story about the Live Tour. The Live Tour is a bunch of rich fucking Saudis with all the money in the world that uh, are like, hey, uh, all the best golfers, come golf with us. And all the PGA, uh, you know, the top players in the PGA are like, yeah, fuck yeah, because you're paying so much money. So the reason why this is a little bit weird is because of all the, um, you know, there's always something going on with the Saudis and human rights issues. And, uh, fuck. I mean, uh, we all know that, uh, uh, all of the attackers on nine 11 were Saudis. And in this story, um, they talk about how it's generally understood by the American people and the U S government that the Saudis had something to do with it, that the government had something to do with it. Trump himself has said the Saudis are responsible. But now, 
fuckface is changing his tune because the Saudis are paying him a ton of money to host a live tour golf tournament. This is how this is unfolding. At his golf club in Bedminster, New Jersey, today former President Trump, along with other celebrities, teed off in the Pro-Am for this weekend's controversial tournament. The Saudi-funded Live Golf Invitational Series had already plucked some of the biggest names in golf from the PGA Tour. Now it's sparking new outrage. This golf tournament is taking place 50 miles from ground zero. It's disgusting. Families of those killed on 9-11 are out with this new ad. They say the tournament is insulting since 15 of the 9-11 hijackers were from Saudi Arabia. And that government has a long history of human rights abuses. Terry Strata lost her husband Tom in the attacks. The kingdom is throwing billions of dollars into a PR stunt. They are just want to whitewash away the history that they have with the 9-11 community. Today, former President Trump said he's been friends with Saudi Arabia for a Trump's actually got a pretty damn good swing. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that for an old fucker. Today, former President Trump said he's been friends with Saudi Arabia for a long time. And when asked about the families who are protesting the tournament. Nobody's gotten to the bottom of 9-11, unfortunately, and they should have. When you heard that, what went through your... No one's gotten to the bottom of 9-11, unfortunately. They should have. Brad. Well, he sounds like a fool. The controversy comes after President Biden drew international outrage by traveling to Saudi Arabia, greeting with a fist bump the Saudi leader that U.S. Oh, no. intelligence has ordered the torture and killing of Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi. The Saudi government has long denied it was involved in either Khashoggi's murder or 9-11. Live Golf tells NBC News these families have our deepest sympathy. While some may not agree, we believe golf is a force for good around the world. The 9-11 families plan to protest here near the golf course tomorrow as this tournament officially tees off. Okay, um, choosing team a little bit more about this. First of all, in 2016, uh, Trump himself said, oh, yeah, it was the Saudis. All right. We all know they did it. They were in on it. They're lunatics. We also know that what they have is something we want, oil and money. So everybody's going to turn the other way. Trump knows they did it. Biden knows they did it. They don't give a fuck. They love the fact that they have as much money and oil that they have. Thus, that's why we have fist bumps. And that's why we have golf tournaments 50 miles from ground zero. Hell, if if the Saudis wanted to um, fucking tee off at the uh, reflecting pools where the towers just stood, okay, the U.S. would allow them to do it. We don't care because it's all about money. So I don't want to hear anything about just Trump is the problem here. Everyone associated with the U.S. government when it comes to relationships with the Saudis is We should have bombed the fuck out of them. We should have invaded that country. 
All right? They did that. Instead, we actually invaded the wrong country. What the fuck? A whole war invading a wrong country. Oh, my God. Amanda says, so does that mean we can't let the Japanese play cricket at Pearl Harbor? Um, well, time, uh, I don't know. I think a generation has passed or two that, you know, I think the Japanese are generally uh, uh, sympathetic to uh, uh, all of us now after the bombing of Pearl Harbor. I don't think so much that the Saudis are, uh, I don't think that that comparison is apt. And that's what Corey is saying. The difference is the Japanese have completely changed their mindset while the Saudis are still doing the same crap. And Sam writes, time plus tragedy equals comedy. So essentially what I'm saying, Amanda, and what we can all agree here is that was a stupid uh, take there. We have Japan has fixed it. That's proof that you can that you can turn it around. I look at the Germans, for God's sake. All right. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, Uh, let me help your business. I would love to get your business on the Eric Zane Show podcast. Uh, My dear friends at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV have done just that. If you... Uh, want to know more about how I can market your business? Very easily, just reach out to me via email, eric at ericzanecho.com, and I will tell you how it works. Everything is a handshake deal. There are no contracts to sign or anything like that, uh, and it seems to be uh, working just fine. So thank you so much if you're considering uh, reaching out to find out how marketing on the Eric Zane Show podcast works. Uh, just like as I indicated, my friends at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Once again, thank you to Don O for uh, dropping in and saying, please fix my car. Uh, new customer to Irvine's. Uh, they are right smack dab in the center of Grand Rapids, Michigan. So no matter where you are in the general area, you can still take advantage of the number one uh, repair specialist facility in all of the area. Their techs are constantly upgrading their knowledge uh, to be able to work on today's cars, uh, EVs, hybrids, regular vehicles, domestic, Asian, European, with the exception of Volkswagen. Irvines.com, that's E-R Vines, not I-R, E-R Vines.com. Irvines Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Hello to Joe Martinez. Uh, I want to see if he's here right now. He is here right now. You know, Joe, I have um, your ad here that I should probably share with my friends right now. You sent it to me. Did you email that or did you? Oh, you. Okay. Let me. I'm going to send this to myself and then I'll share this with the audience. How does that sound? Uh, Joe was approached by the good people over at Wood TV 8. 
And they said, we hear you on the Eric Zane Show podcast. Would you be interested in marketing on Wood TV 8? So, some, uh, some decisions were made. And uh, that has come to fruition. I'm going to share this ad with you. This is David. You're going to see uh, Joe's son-in-law, David. And the daughter is Maria. Am I getting that right? His lovely better half. Your daughter is Maria, if I'm not mistaken. I, I, I mess it all up. Okay. Uh, handsome David here. Look at him. Okay, let's do it. Here's a few signs your AC needs to tune up. It won't turn on, it isn't blowing air, or your house won't stay cool. Keep your home comfortable. Call or text A&E Heating and Cooling to get your AC back up and running. We use top brands like ComfortMaker to ensure reliability and energy efficiency. Military, veterans, first responders, and seniors call to receive 10% off your AC repairs. Join our annual maintenance program and receive 20%. See what he's doing there? That's what Joe made me do. You, you go into the truck and you get this bottle of like crazy shit. I don't know what the fuck it is. To ensure reliability and energy efficiency. Look at, look at, look at my man, David there. Hey, how's it going? I'm handsome. Efficiency. And then you spray that shit on here and all those, all that uh, dust and pollen and shit is on there. And then you got to spray it Military, off. Veterans, first responders and seniors call. Look at this lady's dog is in the bed. David's smiling while he's doing it. To receive 10% off your AC repairs, join our annual maintenance program and receive 20% on brands like Comfort Maker. At a and &E Heating and Cooling, we treat you like family. Te tratamos como familia. Here's a few signs your AC. Oh, see? Tu madre no. is una puta. AC needs a tune-up. Wait a second. It won't you, don't to you, don't, you don't want that to happen. Your AC repairs. Join our annual maintenance program and receive 20% on brands like Comfort Maker. At a and &E Heating and Cooling, we treat you like family. Te tratamos como familia. Como mis nalgas cuando yo estoy cagando, cabrón. I can't believe Joe said that about his family members. Tyler says, why did I not hear tu madre es una puta in that commercial? I know I had to add it in. Tu madre es una puta. Kyle says, so if it won't turn on, it needs a tune-up? Good to know. Uh oh. Uh, so Joe, not actually in the ad, but his son-in-law is. Who, if his son-in-law plays his cards right, he could be... He could be like the next king of A&E, heating and cooling. Anyway, uh, reach out to them, 616-516-8579. The Kent County Health Department reminds you that um, immunizations are so important for the little ones going back to schools. Uh, go to accesskent.com slash health. If the kids are not properly immunized, they should be. And hopefully, uh, if they aren't immunized, I'm hoping it's not because you're a dumb idiot. Your kids need immunizations. Unless you, you know, don't want your kids healthy, uh, they need to be immunized. Dumbass. Accesskent.com slash health. Measles, mumps, rubella, whooping cough, 
pertussis, meningitis, all of these preventable issues can be taken care of through immunizations. So quit being a dumb dick and get your kids immunized. Accesskent.com slash health. All right. Uh, Cover the Tour de France. Okay. This incident happened. This is a video that you need to see. If you're listening to the audio podcast, you'll be able to click on this in the show notes and watch it later on. Uh, Some pitcher just had a shitty game. Carlos uh, Rodon. And he's going to come walking down the steps of the dugout here. And there's like a, a baseball bat. And this asshole is going to kick the bat and it's going to hit like the star player right on the fucking knee. And he goes down. What an asshole. Look at all the other players. Look at this guy. He's like, what the fuck? What, What are you doing? How could you possibly have done that? You dick kicks the bat and it hits the teammate right in the leg. Look at boom. Ah, oh, oh no. Look at the look on this. That is a look of like, fuck you. And then this guy is like, I can't believe you, you fucking asshole. This guy hates him. This guy hates him. They all hate Radon. This poor dude is like, ah, shit. Boy, talk about terrible. You you have a shitty outing, and then you kick the bat, and you hurt your own teammate. So it's bad enough that they hate you because you're such a terrible pitcher. But now you've you've injured, like, the best player on the team that everyone loves. Way to go, dick. And he's standing around like, like he's going to help, you know? Oh, this is bad. My God, look at, look at. You see, this is the freeze frame just before he kicks it. And and this this little guy here who gets hit in the knee, okay, and he's got his eye on the bat, and he's thinking, please don't kick that thing. And this guy has already started his kicking motion. And then he's like, oh, no. Now the bat is now flying right at it. What an idiot. Why would he do that? Look at all these people in front of him. What, what, what was he, how dumb do you have to be? How wrapped up in your emotions are you that you could do something so stupid, you know? And here he is, this guy, he's already covering his dick. And he's like, oh no. And then, ah, (laughs) oh no. This dude now is catching wind of what just happened. This guy immediately goes down. Ah, oh no. Uh, why is it that anything that has happened in baseball that's exciting is only like things like this? Corey describes the asshole, this uh, baseball player, as he only cares about himself. Megan uh, says that shit isn't acceptable in 12 under travel baseball. Rom wanted the slow-mo. There you go. Jesus. My God. Hang on, water. 
All right, I think we had a uh, an interesting week when it comes to training. <coughs> Excuse me for the half marathon. It's been a busy week. Finishing up this show, taking care of the uh, after show stuff, and then off to the radio station. I don't have much time, but I haven't missed a workout, not one. Um, we are in week five of a 16-week training plan. Problem. Saturday, I didn't do my long run. I did it on Sunday, which is supposed to be the day off. It's important that the day off happens Sunday because Monday is mile repeats. That's hard. But I did it Sunday. And it was a seven-miler, slow, as it's supposed to be. I felt good, but I was tired at the end of it. Monday is supposed to be recovery day with no running. Or the day after the long run, as I said, is supposed to be recovery day with no running. But that didn't happen. I had to do the hard workout on Monday. Three-mile repeats. Three one-mile repeats. And I did it because I'm pretty fucking great. By Tuesday, my legs were so fucking sore. So then I'm like, ah, shit. Tuesday is recovery day. Six miles. Rom says, I thought you were running on the treadmill. I do for a lot of workouts, especially the repeats. But I take it outside for the longer slow runs. Six miles recovery on Tuesday. Easy pace. Felt like fuck. Everything was so painful. And I'm like, ah, shit. Well, this is going to end and I'm going to be strong when it's, but it hurts bad. Wednesday comes still sore. I've got a half mile repeats, even harder than the mile repeats. Faster, but shorter, more intense. VO2 max. Treadmill, got it done. Five of them, no big deal. Hurt like hell, but started to feel a little bit better. Yesterday, recovery run. Supposed to be six miles. I only had time to do four. But, but, I felt good. No more pain. That is key. This is, I'm setting it up here. So today I've got a hill workout. Tomorrow, eight miles, long run. We're getting there. We are getting there. And the pace on these recovery runs, uh, yesterday I was able to keep it. You're supposed to have the recovery run pace about two minutes, one to two minutes slower than your race pace. The race pace that I have to have in order to beat Mike Ball has to be 725 to 740 a mile. I kept it at 940 yesterday. So before you go writing off your old pal Eric Zane against that fat fuck Mike Ball, just know things are improving. Getting stronger. I heard from uh, Adam Balboa, 
And um, I want to play a trailer for you for the new Stallone movie. The movie is called The Samaritan. Adam Balboa is the biggest Sylvester Stallone fan on the planet. When he sent me this, I did not know he was sending me a trailer for a Sylvester Stallone movie. Time out. Aram says 940. You need 740? No, no, no. You forget. That's recovery pace. That's not race pace. The recovery pace is supposed to be 940. That's why they call it recovery. Do you even listen when I'm talking? Anyways, you see, I don't want to have to go back, but you don't listen, so I have to fucking stress shit again, Aram. Get your head out of your Indian-Armenian ass. This new film, uh, he sent the screenshot. Well, you, you see the screenshot of the opening scene of the trailer for this movie called The Samaritan. And I think it's The Samaritan, like, Good Samaritan. And uh, I didn't even look at it because to me, what I saw was I didn't know what it was. I didn't know who that guy was. The, uh, the, the still and the triangle over Stallone's face. I didn't know that was Stallone. I was like, what, what is this? This is an image of some guy. And it says official trailer, a prime video movie called Samaritan. What, what is it? Huh? And then, so I didn't even respond to it. Um, And then he writes back, did you watch that? And I go, uh, no. Uh, And so I did. Now, I I want to watch this with you, for you folks on the live stream and for you folks that are listening to the audio podcast. You need to to look at this. Because I wrote to him that this might look like the biggest piece of shit movie I've ever seen. (laughs) Sylvester Stallone is playing a superhero known as the Samaritan. And he's been gone, the Samaritan, for years. It's like, where's the Samaritan? The town, it's such a predictable shit script. Oh, my God. And Adam is so in love with uh, Stallone, he said that he he almost jizzed in his pants. All right, so let's get into this shithole, this dumpster fire of a film. Wait up, wait up. What do you do with all this junk? Keeps me busy. Sylvester Stallone has had so much plastic surgery that he can't even talk anymore. His mouth and skin is so stretched like fucking fire marshal bill this is so look at wait up wait up what do you do with all this junk keeps me busy do you see that he cannot talk because his face is so stretched my god i think he's like 94 
Another long night of crime and violence. Some say it's only a matter of time before the city implodes. I think we're finished here. Go on, beat it. Boy, some acting chops there. He beats up all the guys who are being assholes. I think we're finished here. I think we're finished here. Racist. He's beating up black guys. Go on, beat it. One man's secret. See, and the little kid finds he's like a big fan of the Samaritan. He's got a scrapbook about this stupid idiot superhero. Samaritan. Samaritan died 25 years ago. That's what they say. Oh, no. You think you live across from a superhero? Do you have a therapist, kid? Kid. Samaritan's dead. I pick up garbage for a living, pal. Samaritan cleaned up the streets. <laughs> you mind your business, I'll mind mine. I don't believe you! Oh, <laughs> oh no! <sighs> okay, if you're listening to the audio podcast, Samaritan just got hit by a car. He's obviously fine because he's a superhero. And then uh, that's that's revealed at this point. They might as well... We, you're basically seeing the whole movie in this trailer. Are you okay? I'm cool. I still can't act. How strong are you? Not as strong as I once was. Things start to fall apart. When you I can't believe how much his face has changed. Stop caring. And I stopped caring a long time ago. Okay, so we just introduced the bad guy. Did you see him? The tough dude? How come you hate who you are? For some people, it's too late to change the damage they've done. He's hiding something. I want him dead. Really? You hear that sound effect? Ooh, you got to have that about a million times in... The things you bury tend to haunt you. Why did you disappear? Hey, old man! Try this. They're using that sound effect so much. I got to get Adam on here to discuss how horrible this is. This is so bad. Jesus. I don't know, man. I think your love of Stallone is affecting your uh, ability to think. I mean, this is, this is really bad. Hello? Hey, I was just reviewing... The Samaritan trailer. Yeah. Oh, cool. You're not live with us. You're uh, working like a normal person, right? Exactly. Yeah. So you'll get this later. And uh, I, I just watched it and shared it with the live audience. And then I'm encouraging people to look at this dumpster fire. 
Come on, man. That looks amazing. It does that's gonna, not. That's gonna... <laughs> yes, it does. Anything that he does is amazing, but this one looks particularly well. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> now, can we first of all start with the plastic surgery? Okay. <laughs> his, Maybe his eyebrows. His face looks so strange to me. It's a different person. He's, he's becoming a different person. And, and, he, and yeah. he is 76 years old and still doing this. I think that counts for something. What? He's still making movies? And physically fit? Yeah. All right. Great. <laughs> great. But that, I mean, it's, it's just, it's just weird to me. Um, I remember that they, he, wasn't there the Rambo movie where the, uh, the, the family member was taken to Mexico in a sex trafficking thing. Wasn't that a Rambo movie? Yeah, that was the latest one, Last Blood. I barely remember that it was actually a Rambo movie. <laughs> the fact that he tore somebody's heart out with a knife doesn't remind you of that. Yeah, I, I, I just it's, it was just forgettable. I just, I, I mean, it was. I remember enjoying it, but I remember kind of like, eh. But this to you is like uh, when a Star Wars movie comes out for a Star Wars nerd. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Rocky's number one. That's like, I mean, uh, you know, I, I when I saw those movies, I went and watched them right away after watching the theater. I went right back in and saw the next one. Um, then Rambo and then uh, the other stuff. But I think this looks particularly good. Since you love all Stallone. Uh, yeah. The, first of all, Lords of Flatbush. Have you seen that? Yep, I own that one. Okay, it's an old movie. Very old movie. Yeah. Um, how about the softcore pornography? <laughs> Corey wants to know if you if you watched the softcore Stallone pornography when he was young. I actually have not seen that one. That's the one movie I have not watched of his. If you had it in your possession, would you watch it? Probably. <laughs> Are your children fans of Sly Stallone? Uh, not really. I've tried, but they don't seem terribly interested. Okay. What about the film Fist? Fist, yeah, uh, when he's the union guy. Yeah, that's a good one, too. It's called Fist? Yep. All right. For, uh, yeah, I think pretty much most of them, I, I mean, I, the one, probably my least favorite movie of his is that uh, uh, Stop My Mom Will Shoot and Rhinestone. I'm not a big fan of those two. Okay, so those ones suck. Rhinestone, yeah. Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, that's the one he did with Arnold, right? Uh, no, Stop My Mom's Shoe is one with the Golden Girls lady. Oh, and, and Arnold wasn't in it? No. Okay. That's the one that Arnold tricked him to take the role. Okay. Okay. Have you ever physically, like face-to-face, uh, -face, met Stallone? No, that is there is a uh, that is something I would love to. I, would, I, don't, I don't even know what I'd say. I mean, I think the only thing I could say would be thank you. You know what's interesting is uh, Jason Mays, he is um, – talking about a bad Stallone movie and it's actually one I love which it, one's that Copland oh I love Copland that's a terrific movie I thought that was actually very good yeah uh, yeah 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 these movies mean I mean especially the Rockies mean so much to me it's uh like I mean I, you know from from even a child watching them it's uh it's 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 a little weird. It's not as bad as that guy that pretends to be Rocky. Oh, yes. Uh, called The Contender on Amazon. Pretender. Pretender. That's what it is. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah, you are You are a super fan. So much so that 
if you met him, you you probably shouldn't tell him because he's right. going to think you're crazy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I uh, there's actually a, a thing called Experience With. It's a a website I'm a member of, and there is a competition coming up. It's a drawing at the end of uh, November, and the winner gets to fly gets to trip out to California to meet him, and then you get to go to an event that it's like a question and answer thing that he, they're doing. Oh my God! Yeah. So I've got to, I'm going to sign up like a bunch of memberships come October first. <laughs> That is that is fantastic, and you have yeah. a, a room dedicated to Stallone in your house. Yeah, I got all five uh, Rambo posters, all six Rocky posters up, uh, the two Creeds action figures. I got a replica of the fifth Rambo movie, The Knife. Uh, wait a minute, what was that one? Oh, 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 the knife. Yeah, the knife. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, well, this is great. I, I thank you for sending that. And honestly, when you sent it, I didn't know what it was because his face is so fucked up. I thought it was like <laughs> some like forty-year-old guy. Hey, he's forty, and he's say forty and seventy-six, so it must all be worth it. Well, yeah, it's because all the work he's had done in his face. Jesus Christ! <laughs> you should have you seen what his daughters look like? He's got like all these young daughters, and they got a podcast. And he's been on. Uh, he's had um, him and his wife on there. He's actually pretty funny. Sly? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I, I, I'll I, have to check that out. Yeah. It's called the Unwax Podcast, so read into that however you will. All right, I'll check it out. All right. Okay, well, hey, man, have a good one. You do. All right, buddy. Bye. That is uh, Adam, uh, the world's biggest fan of Sly Stallone. You got you to gotta keep those crazy people like Adam... At arm's length. I mean, I've learned that recently. So, Chris writes, that poor guy. So, you know, we could have a nerd off between Kenny and the video games and and Adam and Sly Stallone. And I think there are other uh, members of the audience who are way into shit. Uh, So, you know... We can establish this list of weirdos who do crazy shit like that. But still, nice guy. Kenny says, Eric, you're never going to listen to that podcast. Don't lie to him. Oh, well, you know, you set me up beautifully there, Kenny. We all know about me and my hardcore lying. I mean, it goes without saying. Tyler is a nerd of something. Linda is a nerd of something. She is a nerd of Nick Saban. Tyler, I'm not sure what you're a nerd of. Kenny is rubbing uh, the Zaniac's noses in it with that joke about me being a liar. I didn't realize Kenny was starting fights with them. Aram says, we know about your propensity to dial 911. I'm a fan of that. Maureen, Bruce, Bruce Springsteen or Bruce, my dog? Amanda, the monkeys, and Michael Jackson. What are you more a fan of, Michael Jackson or the monkeys? 
Tyler is a fan of Star Wars, video games, Rocky movies, comics, etc. So a lot. All right, folks. That's all very interesting. Make sure you watch that freaking trailer of that shit movie. Hire me on Cameo, cameo.com slash Eric Zane for some fun. Just about 15 bucks is how much it's going to cost you. Maybe a little bit more. I charge it. I, I priced it at 15. For some reason, I think it's 15.99, whatever. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. I have only turned down one Cameo ever. That's because it was stupid. Uh, but Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Bennett Flooring Installation 616-318-0167. If you have flooring in your home that you need installed, uh, do most of the work. Rip out the old stuff and then call Bennett. Uh, 616-318-0167 for Bennett Flooring Installation. The flooring that I want you to buy is from Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Priced so incredibly affordable. That's because there's no muss no fuss you walk in and all that they have to sell is on display like all of uh what is available is on the floor okay it doesn't have to be ordered you go in you say the room is this big i like that you get boxes and boxes of it you get the fuck out of there uh the reason why they've got so much of it in supply is because they buy it in bulk from the manufacturers the best selling brands we put in this uh, uh, vinyl plank, waterproof, pet-proof, kid-proof uh, proof floor in the basement from the discount outlet. And I got it dirt cheap because they had so much of it in their supply. Uh, you add my name to that, Eric Zane, and you save an additional 10%. So whether you love me or you hate me, which there is that pocket of hate that exists right now, that miserable bunch of morons, they can still take advantage when they say my name. Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Thank you so much to them. All right. And then Bosco's Pub. Go to Bosco's. Tears at Bosco's. Will you make a hat when I saw you at Bosco's? Bosco'spub.com. Part of Terra Square, go to Bosco's for lunch or dinner. Get a burger, an olive burger, uh, whatever it may be. Their burgers are award-winning. They even have a um, uh, burger called the BJ Burger. You got to try it. Okay, Bosco's Pub, part of Terra Square. Go see them, boscospub.com. Okay, asshole of the day. Have I uh, purchased a new dry erase marker after the other one dried out? Oh, this one's working now. Thank God. It wasn't working, and now it suddenly started working, so that's ridiculous. So who is your asshole of the day today? Brought to you by JM Synthetics and uh, and TC Paintball. Mm-hmm. Ram says, my singing is getting much better. Well, it's because I practice, Ram. Tour de France, uh, Brittany Griner, Florida Porno, Baby Catching Awesomeness, San Francisco Giants, it's in trigger time with Rick. I am going to go. Uh, this thing was working. No, it's not. So what we need to do is throw this one away. 
and then remember that it's gone and get another one. But if this, you could see it, it would say that Bruce Springsteen is the asshole of the day for charging $5,000 for a ticket. Thank you to TC Paintball and to JM Synthetics. Thank you to you. Okay. Thank you for listening to the show. Go suck a big black dick because I know you want to hear it. Go suck a big black dick because I know you want to, Eric. (laughs) I know you're in a big black dick, Eric. Hey! Welcome to the show! You know anybody needs to suck a big black dick? Hire me on Cameo, and I'll tell you to go suck a big black dick! Go suck a big black dick! Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.